Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. Guys, are you feeling this season? This season of the consequences of being a high achiever have been so incredible. I've gotten so many emails and messages and uh, Facebook messages. First of all, I'm not a big Facebook person, but I have to admit that I'm loving the message app part of it that it took me like two years to turn on, by the way. And when I finally turned it on, there are all these messages because I guess that's a thing. People my age that are over 40, I guess, really are on Facebook. I mean, we're on there for business and, you know, I'm there to chat with my cousins and my sisters and my brothers on the family side. But I was really surprised that a lot of our podcast listeners are there. So big up to Facebook um, and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. I don't want to hate on you. We have great support from that, too. But the Facebook Messenger app has been amazing the last couple of weeks, and I've had a doozy of the last few weeks. Um, as we round out the end of this first quarter going into second quarter of 2018, it's been exciting. It's been thrilling. It's been tumultuous. It's been so many parts of the roller coaster. And as my sister Vivian Green would say, it's been quite emotional. I'll put that out there um, with, with all the good pieces that it's supposed to be. So with that said, people are loving this season. So normally you guys know I do somewhere between, I don't know, six and seven, maybe eight tops as a max episodes of each particular season. I think I'm going to ride this baby out a little bit longer, including those another selfish episode moments that we're putting in. And thank you for all the feedback for that too. It's been quite phenomenal. So taking on a different spin today, you guys have also sent me messages about like, listen, I love the experts. I love everything you've done. You've had everyone from people who are servicing presidents all the way to the, the pet lady, all the way down to puppy mama and everything in between. We've had some incredible, amazing expert guests. And some of them have become like incredibly deep professional friends for mine as well, all across the board. But you've also been very, very clear that you want some more color on Balance Boldly. Like you've been really clear about that. You're like, Nikita, I know you're a little light bright, but I want you to remember where you come from. I need you to get some women and men of color. So taking that to heart, um, and I say that jokingly with love because I know it was said with love to me from like the half dozen people who said it. I brought to you an amazing woman. I met this woman um, at a power summit. I I feel like it was a couple of months ago. I was supporting my good friend, Dr. Brandy Baldwin Rana. A lot of you know, she's been a regular on the show at least two or three times um, between Balance Bowley and Balance Beam, as well as uh, her radio show with her podcast and a bunch of stuff she has. She was speaking at this power summit at like 7 a.m. in the morning, the day after she had a car accident, all this crazy. And I was riding out with my girl to support her. It was just one of those crazy days. We weren't even sure if we were going to be able to make it because of her accident and everything. But as God always has a plan to sync up, we got there and I met this beautiful woman. Um, and in addition to a couple of other connections and reconnections that I made that day, but this woman stood out to me on so many levels. So let me introduce to you, Nicole Brown. She's an environmental engineer with ACOM, which is ranked as the number one global design firm. If you don't know what you should, 
Her experience with planning and design, especially around water-focused projects and working with clients from New York to Metro DC to improve the effectiveness and sustainability of water is impeccable. Like her background is crazy. You guys know I'm a health nut, but she can go further and farther deeper into that well of information, especially around water systems than I ever could. So you know how when you like in a room with someone smarter than you, you just know how to back it up like, mm, okay, so I'm not going to talk, talk about alkaline water and oxygenated water with this one. <laughs> she's pretty amazing and dope. Her experience is vast and deep. I love the fact that she's a woman of color in STEM. STEM is something that all of us need to pay attention to. Those little quirky phones that we always have in our in our hands, every single app that you're interested in, from turning on your faucet and your bathroom and your kitchen sink, everything is connected to STEM. And I think people forget that, which is part of the reason that she kind of enamors me on many, many different levels. And she's very... Uh, concentrated and focused and passionate on making sure that other women of color understand that they have a place at the table in these companies where a lot of people don't look like them when they walk in the rooms. I think Nicole has a very interesting position because she's in a business development role in her company uh, with a marketing background as kind of her niche expertise within the engineering and STEM environment, which I know she'll talk about in a little bit, but I think it's pretty interesting because she's an entrepreneurial leader and I love me some entrepreneurs and I love me some entrepreneurial leaders. And if you guys have been following the show, you know that if you haven't, you're going to find out today. So Nicole, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you this morning? Thank you. I'm wonderful this morning. <laughs> You're amazing. I know you've had an incredible week <laughs> Com coming from a love nest vacation with your boo all the way through jumping headfirst into complete and utter conference chaos, which I'm sure was amazing. Um, and I just, I have to respect your game because you're, you know, up at seven plus in the morning, you know, face done, ready to go on this podcast. So tell everyone who doesn't know you, Nicole Brown, your background, how you got into STEM and just how you're feeling about the place that you're in in life right now. Well, yeah, this is a conversation I've been looking forward to because I, I know that, you know, I know my journey, but a lot of times you don't stop and think about how you got here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I have been an engineer uh, for almost 20 years now and really just kind of understanding water systems and, and uh, the, the design of it. And in that 20 years, I've also created some great relationships. And so I'm finally able to develop um, use those relationships that I've developed and turn them into more work and uh, more opportunities to improve the water systems of, of the cities. And, um, you know, being from Philly and working for Philly has been, you know, a joy because I, I feel like I'm impacting my community and, and my people. So it's, it's been very rewarding. Um, and like you said, this week, you know, I had uh, relationship successes by uh, going on a kind of weekend getaway with my boyfriend and <laughs> our birthdays. But sometimes you just need to unplug, um, you know, and, and it was wonderful. And then I did run right smack into chaos, <laughs> running the New Jersey uh, American Waterworks Association. Um, we have an annual conference in Atlantic City, and uh, I was the chair of the registration. And, you know, it's, it's constant. And you have to have a smiling face on all day. And, you know, it's, it's a genuine smile, but it's tiring. So, uh, you know, we, we, even with the snow, we had a nor'easter or something and went outside. I didn't leave the hotel at all. So I don't even know what happened out there. But we, uh, you know, we, um, we were breaking records on getting people through the door and getting people to have a successful conference. So that was 
really rewarding. That sounds a lot for on multiple levels. You just you hit a point that I talk about a lot in our Insiders Academy, as well as a lot of incubators and accelerators and accelerators that we do. Um, period. It's just about showing up. Like you showed up. You're just coming from this beautiful weekend with your man. You could have easily been like, "Listen, I have a regular job too." Like this conference duty was on top of you having to be, you know, on page. Do people still say page? But being available, being a, I'm like dating myself, right? Being available for everything that was going on with your clients with ACOM, in addition to being available for the conference and being in focus and you showing up and being there, being present, giving good energy, putting on the smile, pushing through the nuances of the day. I don't want to say the nonsense, but just the nuances of the day that helped bring, in my opinion, the people through the door. You know, like if you guys hadn't had that kind of energy, a lot of people wouldn't have showed up or stayed. And that matters because it, you know, the weather makes most people, especially in Philly, it will make you not do everything for three days. You know, Philadelphia school shut down for a twinkle of snow. <laughs> and you guys got people to travel. So that was pretty amazing. And I think the showing up is, is just powerful. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you said that. Um, and I have to ask you because, you know, you and I have had our little kiki lunches and all that stuff, you know, in between the scenes, you know, off the professional radar, so to speak. And I have to wonder, like for you as a woman of color in STEM, how did you decide to even come to this place where you were going to deal with the nuances notice I'm saying that in that other N word, um, versus, you know, what you could have done, like engineering is not a typical mainstream thing that you grow up and say, I want to be an engineer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I find that a lot of my, my uh, cohorts do, did grow up thinking I was going to be an engineer. And it's mm. a very interesting, like, you know, I meet people that are like, oh, everyone in my family is an engineer. And <laughs> nobody in my family is one. Mm -hmm. and so it was, um, it was a, a wonderful, uh, leading to, it was an event that, you know, I couldn't have foreseen. So I was always good at math and science. I always liked it. Um, and my math teacher in seventh grade, Mr. White, he, he noticed that we had a, a class full of, late, of, of girls in, you know, seventh, eighth grade that were good at math. And so he would, you know, focus on us um, and, and show us a little bit more than he showed the rest of the class because we liked it. And it wasn't quite a math club, but it was like a, a tribe, right? So we all liked it and we all weren't, weren't ashamed of it. And so he, he cultivated that. Um, and of course, I was like, oh, I guess I'll be a math teacher because I'm good at math. And he was like, well, why stop there? Um, and I didn't even know what engineering really was. Um, and, he, and he helped me get, get into a summer program about engineering. And it just kind of went through what an engineer was. And for anyone that doesn't know, engineer sounds really, really fancy and, you know, kind of intimidating. All we do is solve problems. And I love solving problems. And I, I do puzzles all the time, word puzzles, you know, physical puzzles, all that stuff. When people give me a word jump, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I like making things, I like making solutions. And yeah. that's what we do. So, um, you know, went to, to that program and saw what an engineer did and said, okay, I can do that. Um, and I will say that along the way, you know, my parents and my family have been extremely supportive of anything I would do. But I had other people that were like, well, you're also, you also sing. Why don't you be a singer? That's what, you know, that might be more. I was like, ah. You know, and I like stability, to be honest. I've always liked stability. And engineering seemed like a nice, stable field that would always have something interesting to do. So, um, and I have had my distractors, uh, you know, professionally. 
um, I remember being in college and uh, professors were just kind of like, mm, why are you here? And I would always sit in the front of the class and, and make sure they knew me and my face. And I might have been the only brown face in there, but they saw me. And I would go to their hours, you know, their, their office hours and, and know them by name. And they knew me by name because I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> but everybody's not like that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the, the process of me making through was because I had, you know, the determination. But it, it was not, uh, if, if you didn't have anybody saying, yeah, you can do it it would, would probably probably have been, you know, a different path. Yeah, but look at that, Nicole. That started with one person telling you to go a little bit further, which was in, in extraordinary, you know, like everyone can think of that one teacher that either impacted them severely negatively or impacted them, hopefully, or it might be an and, um, impacted them in a way that just changed the direction of their life, it, at least in terms of what, where they thought they were going to go. And this uh, teacher, Mr. White, big up to Mr. White, if you're listening to Balance Bully Podcast out there, um, Nicole Brown says, you changed her life. You gave her perspective and defined something she didn't even knew existed and understood what it was that leveraged a gift that was already in you. Your gifting is in designing solutions. You just didn't have a name for it. And that's pretty phenomenal um, in that. But it started with that relationship. You had a relationship with a teacher who saw something in you that wanted to go a little bit further, but then it didn't stop there. You had to take that from that moment and do something on your own. Like you said, you had to keep showing up in those other rooms. There's that showing up word again. You had to show up in those other rooms like, I'm not going anywhere, guys. Hey, I'm here, you know, and just kind of keep making yourself known, which a lot of people, when they think of engineers and you know, um, what is that place out in California? Silicon Valley. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Silicon Valley and other like techie things and geeks and nerd life, which hashtag nerd life. I'm about that. Um, but when you think of that, you don't typically think of people who are building relationships from a space of like, I really want to get to know you. I want to, I want to understand how I can help you some way. I want to build a bridge and build relationships. And you've been doing that since your Mr. White days. And that speaks volumes that you're willing to step outside of what other people would traditionally see as the, the codified character of a quote unquote traditional techie or engineering, um, you know, the modality of an engineer period and say, no, I'm going to enjoy relationships. And you were able to use your talent as a singer, because if you think about that, that's the, it's a suave characteristic when you're a singer and you can command a room. And I, I met you, I've had lunch with you, I've talked to you, so I know that there's a lot of charm and some suave there, which is pretty, <laughs> you're welcome, <laughs> which is pretty phenomenal. So I have to, I just have to point that out because I think people miss the importance of relationships and just like where it could start. You may not always be the giver in your case with Mr. White, you were the receiver, but then you were able to carry that ball and literally pay it forward and take it further. How's that shown up in your, in your business and your professional life, as well as your personal life for you? You know, I, I will say that I, you know, I might not look like a traditional engineer, but <laughs> don't always uh, talk like one or act like one. And so I remember when I first started right out of school, um, you know, I, I went and did all the, the, the great engineering, you know, problem solving I like, but I also like talking to the clients and mm -hmm. you're young, you don't get to talk to the clients, you mm -hmm. know? but I like it. Um, and I, I remember kind of that whole, keep your head down, do your job kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, um, but then it got to a point where I was like, well, I'm, I'm not a typical, some people don't like talking to people and right. to say, because they want their numbers and their facts and their figures. And we're very comfortable there. 
But um, if you don't talk to your client, because I mean, AECOM is a consulting firm. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose is talking to our clients and figuring out how to meet their problems with solutions. And so if I don't talk to them, I don't know what their problem is and I can't solve it. Right. So, you know, it took a while for, because it wasn't a traditional path, but it was, you know, it was one that I can, I can sell. I don't have to be a marketer, but I can sell just because I have the knowledge and I can talk to people and find out what, what, what their need is. And, and it was, I think the industry as a whole has changed to see that differently. Um, you know, we don't have, most people don't have marketers that have a marketing background that go out and, and get more work. Mm-hmm. You know, engineers who can actually market <laughs> this mm-hmm. company. And I think that, that that's epic because if, if you can't talk shop, you know, you're only going to get so far. Um, and so I've been, and I think that the thing that pushed me in that direction more is I did a, a fair amount of community outreach for technical projects when I first started. And I'm sure it's because I was the junior engineer and <clears throat> I was the only uh, person of color on the team and it was a socioeconomically depressed neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> and so they put me up there and, um, you know, I took it and ran with it because I saw these residents that didn't understand the technical aspects of the project and they were hurt. They were hurt that no one was listening. And so I said, okay, let's listen. And then we can have a real conversation about what your real fears are and what, what are the facts? Cause I have the facts and you have the fears. So right. you know, let's, let's put that together. And, and that process, which can be slow going really made me, um, be a better engineer, right? I think about the end user now, not just, you know, well, I have a problem. I'm going to solve it this way. Right. Consider how the, how the consumer is, is, is being affected by everything, whether it's not just the water that comes out of their tap, but the cost, right? Because mm-hmm. that goes to the, to the rate payers or the, what it looks like, because they have to drive past it every day, you know, or what, what is emitting into the air because their kids are breathing that. Um, we can't be short-sighted. We have to, to think about everyone that's being affected. Yeah, people matter um, on every level. Now, I have to ask you, because as you were saying it, you know how you had those moments that like prick your spirit a little bit because it takes you back to your own little personal nuance of things. And when you mentioned that one, which I'm sure was one of multiple situations in, in some kind of similar capacity, where because they looked at you, beautiful woman of color with long, pretty dreadlocks and you know glasses and all that, there's an assumption made from your team like, Oh, you black, you can handle that. Like that, that's just like an automatic. Um, they just assume, which, you know, you're from Philly. So regardless of what part of Philly you're from, you probably can handle it. <laughs> that's the reality. But them not necessarily knowing it and see that. Did you have any form of irritation or resentment or, well, why are you talking to me? Or were you more so honored from the perspective of like, yes, it makes sense because I bring a, a sense of, relatability to this community where I can probably, you know, uh, do a, what's her name? Aaron Brockovich and get through when I knock on the door to be able to communicate the message. Like, how were you feeling in that moment when they first, first, first mentioned it to you? If you can think back to that, that second. When I, when they first mentioned it, I was excited and terrified at the same time, just because it was a big like public venue to mm-hmm. speak at. And I had to present, you know, technical, technical information. And you have to say it a certain way so people understand it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be spoken over, you know, like it, it went way over their head. So I knew I had an opportunity. Um, and I will be completely honest. I thought I, would, I nailed it. 
I projected, I was like, I got it. <laughs> and this woman stood up and um, Miss, uh, Miss Hazel, and she stood up and said, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. And I believe that the water I've been drinking all my life has, has done that to me. Mm. And so you have brought this to me. And I took that to heart that, you know, she, she felt so uh, impassioned about it that she was blaming me for that. And I said, look, I, I, I am listening and I want to come to your house and talk to you about all that you're going through and how we can make it better. I can't promise anything, but that's what I can do. And I realized, I was like, this is much bigger than me and my little presentation right. and little, you know, technical stuff I'm talking about. This is someone's life. And, um, even though I, like you said, it was like, well, they kind of threw me to the wolves, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to make this something. I'm going to make an, a positive impact on, on the people's lives. And, you know, they don't, they don't see us uh, usually in those, you know, the city is coming to save you kind of <laughs> meetings. They don't see brown people. Right. Um, and so I was, I took that to heart that I had an opportunity to, to speak on their level and on, on both levels. Right. And, and bring information up and back, back to the community. Um, but it, I, I have been in situations where I didn't feel like it was right, that I was the, 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 the face. Um, you know, I've been on uh, a million proposals as, you know, the one team member <laughs> count on to be brown. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure we might have won the project and I heard nothing because I wasn't really meant to do the work just to win the work. Right. And that is frustrating because I am, you know, I'm ex excited and capable and all that other stuff. Um, I'm not, a, you're, I'm not a token. Um, and I've had to call people out on that because yeah. it's not, it's, it's disingenuous on all levels. It is. And it, there's, there's a heavy hat that you wear being in that position period, but then also in the position where now you have to make your voice known so they hear you and you don't have to deal with the backlash with, oh, you know, Nicole, it's not like that. That's not what we mean. And then you're being demeaned by a lie because no one wants to be honest about the truth. Um, and I totally recognize that on so many levels. You know, you and I come from the, the same sway of sitting in most of these rooms where nobody not only looks like us on the, the shade side of color, but a lot of them don't even have the parts that we have in our gender. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it definitely gives... Um, it shifts the it shifts the room. Now, I love men. You know, I've been married for a long time. I love, I love my husband, love man. I have a beautiful, wonderful son who just made me a grandma mom and all that good stuff. However, sometimes it's really good to just see other people who resemble you at the table. One, because it kind of equalizes the fact that you don't have to carry the burden of being the only one here, the first one to navigate. You know, it's not always a good feeling to be the first person. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, that's amazing. You're the first to do this and you're the first to do that. But it's a lot of crazy that you have to break down for it. Sometimes it's an unthankful job. You just made a pathway for other people and sometimes those other people coming behind you have no idea that you've done it, nor do they care or want to give you any recognition. And some of them even want to compete with you because they feel like there could be two of you at this table. Um, and I'm sure you've had to, on some level, deal with that in, in, in many different situations. I can think of it professionally really easily, as I'm sure many of the, the listeners can as well. But then it shows up personally, too. So before we roll into, you know, self-care and all those other good things of Balance Bowley. I have to ask you with all that you have on your plate and the things you do day to day, and I know some of your schedule for this week and how crazy it was and how you're still dealing with client deadlines and client emergencies on top of your 16 hour days with this conference, you know, all day. How are you able to one, attract 
let alone maintain a relationship when you're considered a high level leader in your industry and a lot of men are intimidated by that. Uh, so I, it, I'm, uh, I divorced probably 10 years ago and mm -hmm. I, did, I said, okay, and I have, a, I have a young son. He's almost 10. <laughs> I said, I'm going to put all that on hold for a bit and I'm going to focus on my son and, and my work. And then when I decided, okay, I'm ready. And, you know, online dating is a new, was a new thing. <laughs> and I, I took that as a part-time job. I accepted okay. it as an interview process for a prospect. And I, it was a long process, but I don't, I, I, I don't have time to mess around. And so you get a first date and if that's all you get, that's all you get. Mm -hmm. Coffee. And, uh, I was very, I wasn't like rude or methodical about it, but it was like, okay, I can, I can sense someone's spirit. Yeah. Quickly. And if it's not, if you're not willing to kind of jump on this train, cause it's moving, you know, a hundred miles an hour, then it's not going to work. And it was a lot, it was years and years and years of, you know, okay, this isn't working. And I'd have to take breaks. Um, because it was intense, mm -hmm. um, I would go for like six months. And then I was like, okay, another six months off. And I was really, really blessed. I had just decided to stop again, to take a break. And this last person that sent me a, a cute, uh, text on, uh, on, on match or one of those things. And I had a little time and he was really, really cute. And I said, all right, let's give it a shot. And that's where, when I met Mitch and he has been willing to, he, he has a similar crazy train <laughs> schedule and, you know, mm -hmm. family and kids and all that. And we've been able uh, to piece it together when we can. And it's amazing when we're together and then when we're not, we're focused. Um, and we're, we're trying to get it together more than be apart. But, you know, that's a process. When you, when you get to a certain age, it doesn't just magically appear and happen. So we are working, um, you know, very specifically on, um, you know, introducing our kids in a way that, that gets them together and, yeah. and you know, our, our households, our families together because blended families are not easy. Mm -hmm. um, they are, they are, they're very rewarding um, because they within us. Um, and so we are, we, we take time to, you know, every couple of months get away and have just, you know, quiet time alone so we can reflect and talk because it's too crazy most of the times to actually have real conversations. Um, and I'm, I'm so blessed that, that I have him in my life and, and, and what, what that has um, done for me and my son and, and for his kids too. I think that that's awesome. And I know y'all like getting away cause y'all just did a whole bed and breakfast thing this weekend. So <laughs> it's funny because, you know, Airbnb is awesome because you can take over someone's awesome house for, you know, a weekend, mm -hmm. like being in that space and it's just a different space and it gives you a different way of thinking of things. Yeah. You can take like walks or like see new things and it's not, it's less stressful to me than being like in a hotel because you're cooking together and you're doing stuff, you get, you know, you're, you're cozy. And uh, yeah, we, we went to Rehoboth Beach and then we, um, for the weekend and then we, we took the ferry um, from uh, Delaware over to, to Cape May and drove around a bit and stayed in Atlantic City for a day or two. So it was, you know, it's been, it's been a, a much needed connection point. Yeah. Now I was, um, I'm, you know, I'm, well, you know, I'm visual. So I'm sitting here like drawing the map of it. And I was like, and what other people don't realize is while she had this cozy bed and breakfast situation where her boo on the weekend, she was preparing like, all right, I got this conference over here on the other side. So there was a lot of strategy to that. <laughs> to that weekend. It was a journey to a specific point. Exactly. 
And, and I love that because that's you being an engineer, both in your professional and your personal life. Like, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to make it work for the best because I'm going to make sure we get from point A to point C and enjoy it along the way. Because sometimes you just have to fit it in and remove the excuses of why you can't do something. Oh, no, I have this long week of 16 hour days. Plus, you know, I'm on call and da, 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 so we can't go away this weekend, honey. But you made it work like you made it work because it obviously matters to you. For you and Mitch to try to squeeze in as much time as possible, especially when you you have two separate trains going fast at speeds of light, which can be intimidating for most people um, on multiple levels, which is why I brought up the question in the first place. We, you know, I know it has to be hard for you when when you were in the dating game, when you were, you know, doing the whole 20 hours a week. I'm messing with you um, in a you know, part time job. Um, with Match.com and trying to vet people and filter them through, I'm sure you had to go through a lot of people that were like, oh, you an engineer, like you think you smart. <laughs> you can write a book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gravy trainer, I thought it was too, you know, it was like, were you kidding me? Mm-hmm. On one way or another, listen, it's part of the reason that um, small sneak peek that we're dropping the unfiltered uh, kitchen conversations vlog because a lot of the relationship issues pro personally and professionally it comes up I think it deserves its own spot its own seat at the table so to speak and that's part of the reason that we're developing that that show the unfiltered kitchen conversations because it's <laughs> those those book topics yes I'll just say that yes <laughs> yes, I totally understand. So Nicole, what do you do to unapologetically pause for yourself when you just need to bring it all down and Mitch is on his train going to, you know, uh, North Carolina. I'm just making up from the song. I can't think of the song right now, but you know, he's on his train out that door and you're on the train on another door. What do you do for yourself to take it all the way down? So um, I think that the, my quick fix is always acupuncture. Um, I, I try to go regularly, uh, for, for self that for self-care. And, you know, if you've never tried acupuncture there, it has so many benefits. And I started going to it for, for anxiety. Uh, I wasn't sleeping. I was, you know, I was so caught up in like getting everything done that I need to get done. I couldn't focus. I couldn't sleep. And, uh, it, it has really been able to, to balance my, you know, my, by the time I'm done in that session, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And, and I need that. Um, and then if it's probably the mid level is, is, is getting out and, and I sing and I, I, I go and I, I have a couple of, you know, groups that I sing with mainly at church. Um, you know, uh, I sing every Sunday, but that, that release that it's almost like a, a primal deep release, um, to be able to let that out is very uh, therapeutic for me. In fact, this week we have a, um, a band at the, the conference. It's all engineer water professionals that, you know, and we have a rock band. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Glam up and rock out. And, you know, it's it's a different uh, energy, right? And you can just, like, perform and, and just put it all out there. Um, and then the last thing I do long term is the travel. I, I can't, I, I, I'm, I get true wanderlust. <laughs> I have, wander is, wander is my middle name. And I'm just like, okay, everybody, I got to go. You want to come with me? Okay, right. Um, and I need to see other things, experience other things, eat other food, talk to other people and get a perspective. Um, when I turned 40, I went to Iceland by myself and I said, this is what I need to recharge my battery. Mm. Another 40. Um, and I just needed 
to, 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 to turn, I mean, literally be on the other side of the world to get a new perspective. And, and I will, my mother is, thank, bless her soul. She is, she is always willing to take my son and my dog and let me just go somewhere. And I, I, I appreciate her for all that she does <laughs> to let me have that wandering spirit. I love every last thing that you do. You know, I'm a big believer in permission to pause um, for the purpose of not just kind of debriefing from the crazy, but also to refuel and recharge yourself. And the fact that you have those, you know, the local level, like you said, of just being able to go get a quick 45 minute, half an hour, whatever it is, acupuncture in, which you can squeeze in on a lunch break if you absolutely need to, um, all the way through the big, big trips of Iceland. Like, I think that that's amazing. Um, and having the support of family who you know love and trust kind of from like the marketing days that you can leave your son with is <laughs> really really important too because you know a lot of people don't have that support or they don't feel like they have that support so that that says a lot and it just it rang so many spirits so how can people contact with you if they want to know either more about acom and how the system works or they just want to talk to you as a woman of color who has broken barriers, made your way through, and is still able to thrive day to day, just kind of hustling her way through these Philly streets. <laughs> well, the easiest way is through LinkedIn. Um, I'm on there as Nicole Brown. I know there's some of us, but look for something dealing with water. That's always. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I also do, uh, I, I do occasionally tweet. Uh, so you can always give me a, a direct message on there. And on there, I'm, I'm Philly engineered. <laughs> always be Philly and I will always be nerd. So there we go. I love that. You know, I'm writing that one down. I'm like, I didn't even have that one. Philly engineered. You know, I'm following you like in, in three minutes. And, um, and I can be so totally inappropriate in a good way on, <laughs> on Twitter. It's one of my favorite places to play. Nicole, you have been amazing. I have to thank you from the core, from my soul. I know you have a full day uh, with your last day, with everything you have going on as we roll out and get ready for another weekend coming off of this Nor'easter. And I just really honor you for taking time out this morning. I know you're tired, girl. So I so, I just appreciate you. And I want to thank you for taking time out for me and for the listeners this morning. My pleasure. You've been so amazing. All right, Balance Bowley. Ah, oh, wasn't that phenomenal? Like, I love me some Nicole Brown. And I would love to tell you even more stories, but I can't right now because I want to make sure that she can get back to black to do what she has to do. And I don't mean that by color for all of you who are going to send me emails later. Um, it's just a, it's a way that I talk. It's just the way that I talk. But I want to thank her again, um, Nicole Brown from ACOM for just coming and taking some time with us to share with me and you and allowing us both to plant positive seeds in your life. I thank you as well, listeners, for just listening. These seeds for your life, your relationship and your business, they, they matter to me. It's why I breathe. Like I wake up every morning to cultivate the earth and do what I do in this way. So I super appreciate you allowing me to use this platform as one of the many ways that I can do that. So I super, I'm super grateful. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast and ensure that the bold and the brave have access to these valuable bold balance tools. You know, I can't talk today. It's so hilarious. Um, as usual, I want to sign off with a little gentle honesty. Um, sometimes it's a direct quote. Sometimes it's a mixed quote from what I picked up as my major takeaway myself, because I'm not just in the conversation with Nicole. I'm listening and absorbing almost as a student as well, because I believe these experts have so much value to bring personally and professionally. So something that Nicole said that I thought was pretty phenomenal, and I kind of took the top half and the bottom half 
of two takeaways she said was basically shift your perspective, just shift it and give people the facts, not your fears. That was so powerful because you want to make sure you're not bringing your own crap to the table and pouring out on other people when you're communicating professionally, like she had to do when she was knocking on doors and bringing messages to people to help with them with their water sustainability systems, as well as in your relationships, take care of you, whether if you got to go to Iceland uh, for your 40th or your 50th birthday, <laughs> then that's what you do. Or go get some acupuncture. Just make sure you shift your perspective before you communicate because your communication with people really, really does matter. So I absolutely love that. A little piece of gentle honesty from Nicole Brown. If you guys want to continue this conversation, as I'm sure you do, the best place to reach me is Twitter, IG, or now, since we love Messenger, um, FB. You don't have to use Messenger, of course. Just go right on the Balance Boldly platform. We are Balance Boldly on all three of those platforms. Feel free to tag me in any of those conversations because I want to make sure that I can give you every single tool and technique you need. If you want to go a little further, you know, we've been talking about the Dreamers Blueprint for a while, people. Well, it is open. The dreamersblueprint.com. Just go to it. Pick the role that matters to you. If you're an accelerator and you already have a business and want to go further faster, then that's the one that you need to apply for because we do those a few times a year. But if you want something instant now and to dive into the community where I'm there every day and we have Q&A and open office hours every week. You want the Insiders Academy. That's where all of our community is. And of course, as an Accelerator member, you get access to that as well. But for your everyday instant access, you want to join the community over at dreamersblueprint.com today. All right. I'm going to leave you guys with that and I will see you on the next episode. Until then, set your intention to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.